0: This is the after party live with Kim McAllister and John Daly.
1: Hey, Kim McAllister.
0: Hello, John Daly. What's up?
1: How are you? Did you get a little snack?
0: I have to reposition. Did you get into position? Did
1: you get a little snack there?
0: I'm getting a little snack. I've got my got my hibiscus tea from Coachella Valley coffee.
1: Wow, you're uh, everything's catered.
0: Life is good in here.
1: uh, Craft services.
0: (laughs) That's right that's Mm -hmm. right
1: you know who's probably getting craft services the 49ers when they go to vegas
0: yeah they are did did Mm -hmm. you see the
1: story in sf gate about how the 49ers will be staying far away from the las vegas strip once they go to the super bowl
0: nikki was telling me that they're not like they're going to be nowhere near a slot machine nowhere near any gambling
1: yeah both both teams are going to be set up um far away so um they uh you know, they don't want them at the Strip. Their families can go, but they don't want them to. They'll be about 25 miles east of the Strip at hotels near Lake Las Vegas. Are you familiar with Lake Las no, Vegas? No, um, Well, I have photos here, because I wanted okay. you to judge, because I know you're good at judging. <laughs> this-
0: What is that supposed to mean?
1: It's a compliment.
0: No, it isn't. <laughs>
1: this is where the 49ers will be staying. Check that out. What do you think?
0: Oh, that's pretty nice. This is the
1: Hilton Las Vegas. All right um and then and the... it has
0: no slot machines in it it has no gambling
1: i'm sure there's gambling but they'll probably have it roped off because mm-hmm. I, I i imagine they bought out the place
0: with the little sign that says no 49ers and no chiefs
1: um certain parts of that look nice but i i feel like the arches over the lake it kind of looks like they're forcing it to try to look european it's like mm-hmm. really like a kind of i don't know it looks a little cheesy right a little it's forced. pretty
0: though you know
1: this is a you like the pool Right. Yeah, that's Now nice. the Chiefs will be down the lake a little bit at the Weston. Oh. Now I don't think this is isn't the best photo of the the mm. whole property, but you'll like this next photo.
0: Oh, that's fancy.
1: Yeah. So I think the Weston looks a little nicer than the Hilton. I'll meet
0: you at the pool. Which one? The, the one on the left or the one on the right?
1: So yeah. the Chiefs will be there. I wonder if Taylor will uh, will make a, an appearance at the pool.
0: I don't so, know. But no I'm distractions. Hearing.
1: No distractions for our uh, football teams as they... I'm hearing uh,
0: that their timing is that she'll be able to go to the Super Bowl if she wants to. Oh,
1: my God. I'm very nervous. Very worried.
0: <laughs> uh, who cares, right? You know what
1: I'm also worried about? I'm worried about what's going, up, going on in Japan. Do you see oh. this?
0: Well, they have to practice in case the animals escape from the zoo. They've got to be on point and prepared and ready to go. So zoo workers are chasing around fake animals and by fake i mean a person in a bear suit that's not real that's (laughs) That's not fake that's real yeah so let's check it out we've got a, a video of a drill where a person in a bear costume led workers on a chase through the park, it's all part of the simulation of a real animal escape and what they're going to do in case that happens.
1: Let me just say, I'm glad that you provided context because if you saw mm-hmm. this video without context, you'd be <laughs> you really
0: wouldn't know was going
1: Confused? On. Let's check it out. <laughs>
2: このイベントは動物が逃げ出した時の大園者の笑いを誘っていまし
0: it was all fun and games until they pull out the dart gun right well and like... did they
1: hit the bear in the head with a broom i i don't think you should be hitting animals to begin with but i don't think that's going to help you out in out
0: you saw the net i mean there's the person is not as strong as a bear as a bear if a real bear was trying to escape in that situation it wouldn't you, be you as just like, like this at the bottom no of the there's no fun net. times they're not going to lift up the net they're going to barrel through seem it
1: realistic at all no, you'd be no. dead you'd be mm-hmm. dead um uh, so, I'm a little worried about the Japanese. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But you know what I'm not worried about? The I don't support. like the simulation. The support. Oh, Wes! This, Thank is you, simulation. Wes. this is not a simulation. This is west T with the $5 super sticker. Thank you, Wes. We appreciate Wes it. Is such a giver. And Jim, and Jim Slater Slater with $5 super Woo-hoo! sticker. Thank you. How many Thank dogs, you, Jim? Kim? How many dogs?
0: Oh, I can't see. How many? I think we said um, six, six or Jim, six? Jim can sure. give us the updated answer. Yeah. It's hard to yeah, keep track the, of the uh, dogs. The drills don't seem very realistic, says John. No, they no. really don't. <laughs> and William says, stay weird, Japan. Yeah, That's right.
1: What happens if a plush doll escapes Mm-mm. from the store? Oh. Um, well, we have another escapee. Uh-oh. This time, a monkey. A monkey spotted raiding gardens after Scottish zoo escape. A Japanese monkey escaped from a zoo in Scotland and has been spotted raiding gardens in a nearby village. The Japanese macaw also known as a snow monkey, escaped from its enclosure at the Highland Wildlife Park located inside the Cargorms National Park in King Highland area. (laughs) The Royal Zoological Society of Scotland, which operates the wildlife park, is on the hunt for the runaway simian, which was spotted in the nearby village of Kincraig. Kincraig resident Carl Nagel saw the monkey outside his window on Sunday. Uh, I looked out the window and there he was, proud as punch, standing against the fence, eating nuts that had fallen from one of the bird feeders. He hung Crazy. out. He looked a little bit shifty. Um, like he wasn't supposed to be there, which was true. He wandered around the garden a bit. We thought he'd uh, he'd gone, but he came back and he was up in the bird feeders trying to get into them. He was really having a go. He worked harder than uh, he worked harder at it than a squirrel. And uh, we have video here, so let's uh, let's see, let's check it out.
2: This is absolutely bananas! But a monkey is on the loose in the Scottish Highlands after escaping from a wildlife park. The alarm was raised when the Japanese macaque was spotted in people's gardens in the nearby village of King Craig. One local said he looked out his window to see the monkey just standing there, proud as punch, eating nuts that have fallen down from one of the bird feeders. A team is trying to recapture the monkey, which is said to have found a way out of its enclosure on Sunday. But locals have been told not to approach it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> proud as punch, there he was.
1: Yeah, proud, it's Punch, very proud. Eating out to the bird feeders. Very proud, that <laughs> monkey. Japanese, you know, maybe the Japanese could help them with, uh, you know, a, a system for containing well, the monkey. Clearly, they're not maybe prepared a, in
0: Scotland. I mean, they haven't really... Maybe some netting? I yeah. think some
1: netting would get the trick the truck done.
0: I'm proud of that monkey, actually. You know, he's learned how to survive in the Scottish Highlands. not that is no easy yeah. feat. I love these stories about elephants where they... Um, they all crowd around and help their little ones. And that's the story, uh, out of this, uh, area where a tiny baby elephant got stuck in the mud in a big muddy puddle and had no way out. So its family came to the rescue. This elephant family worked as one. And, uh, (laughs) and there they are. This is at the Addo Elephant National Park, uh, it looks like maybe South Africa area. Um, This couple on their honeymoon came across this large herd of elephants and they were making use of a small pool of muddy water. The bigger elephants had already taken a drink and now the younger ones were having their turn as well. And that's when the couple says they spotted this cutest little baby trying to get his share of the water, but being so tiny, he had to get right to the water's edge to have any chance of getting a sip, and so he was standing on the slippery part of the water hole, and just like that, fell face first into the muddy water and disappeared. Apparently, the entire herd panicked. The elephants closest to the water rushed over, stretched their trunks, desperately trying to pull the little one out. Nearly all of the herd were trying, the baby too small, too weak to grab any of their outstretched trunks. And as that baby elephant sank further and further in and got more and more exhausted, um, one of the herd members climbed down the embankment, went into the water with the baby. And then once the bigger elephant entered the water, another followed and then two more followed and gently prodded and guided this now tired baby to a less steep embankment and made it easier for the baby to walk out of the mud without having out having to climb out. So they basically worked together and to reunite him, little little elephant, with his family. So nice. Aww,
1: baby elephant.
0: People say animals aren't smart, but I'm telling you.
1: They are smart. Elephants. And sometimes mm-hmm. in the North Bay, they're a little too smart. <laughs> a traffic hazard in Novato Sunday night had drivers yelling, move. move this is after i passed through so this is uh, i think beep, about beep. four four or five hours after i yeah. went through the area at least six cows made a mad dash on southbound 101 north of lucas valley road around 3 15 in the morning chp officers used traffic brakes to block all lanes then used their patrol vehicles to herd the cows to the lucas valley off-ramp where they were led back to a pasture with the help of a local rancher. And we have video from our friends at ABC7. This is awesome. And we do have friends at ABC7.
2: A traffic hazard in Novato overnight had drivers yelling, move! <laughs> at least six cows made a mad dash down onto southbound 101 north of Lucas Valley Road around 315 this morning. CHP officers used a traffic brake to block all lanes, then used their patrol vehicles to herd the cows to the Lucas Valley Road off-ramp where they were led back into a pasture with the help of a local rancher
0: i love the sound we can hear them yeah they were just going, headed into the city for a dinner nor, a nor show, normally going southbound know? at
1: that area you would uh, at that time you would just have to be worried about drunk drivers from the great new yeah. casino um, that's a which,
0: sight though right yeah
1: you already maybe you think you're hallucinating mm-hmm. so that's uh that's the animal segment for today i hope you like Yay. the
0: video looking that's good show and tell
1: now this, this next show and tell
0: it's not cute. This is not yeah. cute. I saw if the story and the... I didn't
1: put it in, and then yeah. can put it in a day later. I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing it.
0: If you are having lunch, take a break for a minute. This is gross. There's a new world record. This woman Dental has floss? The... <laughs> no. She has the world's longest arm hair. You see it growing there? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why she would keep it. Yeah, this is something you pluck out and you're horrified by but no she celebrates it this california woman earns a guinness world records title for a single strand of hair growing out of her bicep measured at 7.24 inches long
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> her name is marcy davis Southerland. And she said she discovered this unusually long arm hair in 2012 when she was a junior in high school. She said, I was at Disneyland with my best friend's family when her brother pointed out a really long hair on my arm. He was telling me I had an extremely long hair and his original thought was to pull it. She refused to let him and she decided that she would attempt to grow the hair for a potential world record. She said the hair would often approach six inches, but would frequently end up breaking off or getting accidentally plucked. She said her doctor measured the hair at 5.59 inches, which would have been enough to earn the record, but she decided to go a few extra months to get a more impressive figure. Her arm hair officially measured in December at 7.24 inches, earning her the title for the longest arm hair female category. Apparently there's a male category as well. She said she's trying to keep this hair growing until she overtakes the overall record for the longest arm hair held by David Reed, also of California, at 8.54 inches. Wow. Okay.
1: Jim says, let's move on, Kim. Yes, some of us are still having lunch. (laughs) My bad. I'm sorry. she's, She's proud as punch.
0: She's proud of punch of, of her long arm hair. Why would is you she first going of all... To,
1: is she trying to guarantee that no one will date her? Like, what I, do you, that's
0: why? Gross. What's, what is that claim to fame? And why wouldn't you just pull it out and like electrolysis that area? Her parents must be so proud.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have gotten <laughs> that far for me.
0: What are you known for? Well, I have the world record for the world's largest, longest arm hair. Mm-hmm. Well, um,
1: let's see i we need to move on because jim says it's dis- yeah. disgusting we move on so we'll go from disgusting to disturbing okay ready for this mm. uh, are, are you up on your korean can you read this no south korea warns people are you ready for the mad libs entry here south korea warns people not to eat right not to eat fried toothpicks after you- the trend has gone viral part pardon me, Muknagers. Make sure you pronounce this correctly. M U K N A G E R, Muknagers niggers. Influencers. We'll move on. Uh, who record themselves <laughs> eating an immense amount of
0: Whoa.
1: food? Whoa! <laughs> pr- don't try to pronounce Korean, John. Uh, helped make the trend go viral. Now the Korean government is warning citizens not to eat fried toothpicks. South Korean health officials are warning people not to eat fried toothpicks after videos have gone viral, making the trend popular. The toothpicks uh, in question are not the typical wooden ones used in America. They're made from starch. When fried, they puff up and resemble green curly fries more than toothpicks. The not-so-edible dish became popular after videos of influencers frying the green sticks became viral. TikTokers would fry the toothpicks, watch them turn into puffs, then sprinkle some seasoning like powdered cheese onto the picks before eating them. According to the Korea's, uh, Korea's Ministry of Food and Drug Safety, these toothpicks are environmentally friendly and biodegradable. They're made from corn or sweet potato starch and green food coloring, but it is unclear if they're actually safe to eat. Starch toothpicks are not an edible product, said the ministry in a post on Twitter. Please do not eat. The post says, please only oh. use toothpicks for teeth. According to Reuters, toothpicks are often used in restaurants or, uh, or for finger foods. Do we need that, really? Thank you, Reuters. Hey, do you know you what know toothpicks what? are for?
0: they're not for uh, eating well they're starch toothpicks they're not wooden toothpicks right
1: but they said they're not meant to be edible they're not.
0: like an orange on a toothpick yeah okay yeah Weird. the proudest
1: punch eat.
0: <laughs> so you know this whole rage with stanley cups unfortunately talked about it before yeah uh out comes a story that they have lead in them what yeah so they're question is, do they pose a risk of lead poisoning? And so uh, the folks from Stanley, I think they went on CBS today, Stanley cups have lead in them. And they said, Yes, there's a lead pellet that is put into the base of the cup and it's used to vacuum seal during the process that makes the um, the cup insulated. And they Mm -hmm. say, uh, come to figure find out that almost all insulated cups have this lead pellet in the bottom that's put in during the vacuum seal process it's in there underneath the bottom of this cup i guess there's a little you can see at the the bottom there yeah you can't pry it off if you were to pry it off you would find this lead pellet in the bottom and then it would be bad to come into contact with but because you can't come into contact with it It's not poisonous. So on the bottom of each of these cups, this circular barrier made of stainless steel covers this pellet that contains lead. The pellet seals the product's vacuum insulation. It is not accessible unless the stainless steel barrier comes off, which they say is possible, but very, very rare the engineering
1: keep your your dogs and children from gnawing on the bottom
0: yeah don't chew it up right are the engineering and supply chain teams are making progress on innovative alternative materials for use in the sealing process um but as of now all of their products at stanley follow u.s regulatory requirements and there's really not a risk of exposure uh is what they're saying so but What's interesting is that I didn't know that a lot of these stainless steel uh, insulated cups, they use the same process. Well, they have
1: processes, protocols, and standards. John Watson says people that spend that much on a stupid cup are already brain damaged.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing about that is, John, and I was looking at that, is not that I'm the defender of the Stanley Cup, which I do have one, but... 45 dollars well i was given it but 45 dollars for a stanley cup
1: you were paid off i was paid off
0: uh, is very similar to what you'll pay for this size of cup in in what the hydro flask and other others as well so they're not cheap some of them are cheap right you can find cheaper ones and i i would say that's great if you can um but there many of them are the larger ones are expensive so, so you have to
1: wait until they're crushed uh you know when they're eventually thrown out and they're and you in the get lead poisoning crushed yeah and the lead is released into the environment um so until then
0: you're safe the problem here is this so eventually maybe people throw out these cups right they're right. done with it they chuck it well then is there a, a risk of lead contamination to the earth isn't that so, what i just said oh is that what you said
1: i said they end up in landfill
0: landfill they right get crushed yeah well they say that um they contain lead concentrations of less than 50 parts per million many urban areas contain soil with up to 200 parts per million so they say that um lead is a naturally occurring metal found uh, abundantly in the earth so they're not necessarily worried so is about everything else that can poison us contamination <laughs> exactly <laughs> Sure they're this... bending
1: backwards to appease the uh Stanley Cup cartel.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it, there's everything's always bad for you. I, the the most uh, the thing to take away is you often your your insulated cup will have this in it and know it's not going to hurt you. You know, so I've made it
1: through my entire life without an insulated cup and I think I will continue to do so.
0: You've never you've never used an insulated cup?
1: Not for cold. No. Oh.
0: I have a couple in the kitchen that don't like we have had a lids thermos on them or anything. when i was younger
1: but i don't really i don't go mobile with my oh. hot beverages like well, I'm not even a if you put ice
0: in your water or your juice or whatever you're drinking if you have an insulated cup it, the ice will last for hours
1: that's a first world problem i, oh. I my beverage doesn't last that long
0: right? yeah the, the, it, the ice melting kind of like
1: gets me to finish my beverage oh it gets me to finish my coffee iced coffee yeah All
0: but right. that's
1: probably enough about that
0: yeah I think we can move on. <laughs> Let's move All on right.
1: to Egypt. Ooh, Ooh. Egypt. Uh, an Egypt pyramid renovation has sparked a debate. A video showing renovation work at Egypt's Menkara pyramid at Giza has triggered social media criticism, with one expert decrying its absurdity. Mustafa Waziri, the head of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, has uh, in contrast, dubbed it the project of the century. In a video posted on Facebook on Friday, Waziri showed workers setting blocks of granite at the base of the pyramid, which sits besides the Sphinx and the larger Kafra and Cheops uh, pyramids at Giza. When originally built, the pyramid was encased in granite, but over time lost part of its covering. The renovation aims to restore the structure's original style by reconstructing the granite layer. Work is slated to last three years and will be Egypt's gift to the world in the 21st century, said Waziri. Um, hmm. Or a gift, gift to themselves, right? <laughs> Tourism money. Uh, who heads the Egyptian-Japanese mission in charge of the project? But under the video, uh, under the video, dozens of upset people left comments critical of the work. Impossible, wrote uh, the Egyptologist Monica Hanna. Hanna, the only thing missing was to add tiling to the Pyramid of Mankari. Uh, when are we going to stop the absurdity in the management of Egyptian heritage? All international principles on renovations prohibit such interventions, Hanna added, calling on all archaeologists to mobilize immediately. Other commenters reacted with sarcasm. When will the project to straighten the Tower of Pisa be planned, said one. <laughs> Rather than tiles, why not wallpaper the pyram- pyramids? The issue of heritage preservation in Egypt, which derives 10% of its gross domestic pro- uh, product from tourism, <laughs> like I said, is often the subject of heated debate. Recent destruction of entire areas of Cairo's historic area led to powerful mobilizations by civil society, which is largely banned from political activity and now concentrates the bulk of its fight with the government on urban planning and heritage issues. The debate has lately focused on the 15th century Abu al-Abbas al-Mursi uh, Mosque in the coastal city of Alexandria, Egypt's second largest, and local authorities announced an investigation after a contractor in charge of renovation decided to repaint in white the ornate carved and colored Ooh. ceilings of the city's largest mosque. Kind of like that um, that stone building up in Santa Rosa. You yeah, know, except like it when you these are really
0: wide. old, like really? Why would they paint that? Was it the inside of the pyramid white?
1: No, they were talking about the mosque. Oh, the ceilings of the mosque.
0: I mean, I guess you have to try to maintain things. What are right, the, what but would I mean, the if
1: it's an ornate carved, you know, what... colored ce- uh, ceiling? You know, I doubt that most people want to be see it painted white.
0: What would the preservationists have, or the archaeologists have them do? Just not replace the base here and let weather, you know, strip it away until all of a sudden the thing is crumbling?
1: Well. First rule of after party.
0: Don't ask questions.
1: Don't ask questions. Second of all, I imagine they would say that you should have some kind of structure support, like metal scaffolding or something, but that you're Mm -hmm. not supposed to replace it. Yeah. Right? You let it crumble. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not an Egyptologist and I'm not an archaeologist, but I will defer. I'll defer to the expert. Don't ask questions. For for a follow up. But thank you for your (laughs) probing questions. You're
0: welcome. Thank you so much. Um, Okay. Let's let's move on to to the moon so I can ask some questions. hits your eye. It's shrinking. (laughs) The moon is shrinking.
1: How much is it shrinking, Kim?
0: It's not shrinking very much, about 150 feet in circumference. Mm. um, This is over the past few hundred million years. So it's shrinking just a little bit. Um, But its core is gradually cooling, and that is what is causing Um. the shrinkage of the moon. A team of scientists from NASA. Not because it's cold outside. Not because it's cold. Not that kind of shrinkage. NASA, the Smithsonian, Arizona State University. How did Arizona State get in there? University of Maryland. They all discovered this evidence that continuing shrinkage of the moon led to some surface changes around the lunar south pole. The terrain has even changed in areas where NASA hopes to land during the cruise Artemis 3 mission. Um, The lunar shrinking process apparently is very similar to the, if you picture a grape, and the grape wrinkles and it becomes a raisin, right? The moon also wrinkles and creases as it shrinks down. Whereas a grape has a flexible skin, the moon has a brittle surface, and the brittleness causes faults to form where sections of the crust push up against each other. What they say is that this fault formation caused by the shrinkage comes with seismic activity like moonquakes. Any locations near the moon fault zones could pose a threat to human exploration there in the same way that those living near fault lines on Earth face a greater risk of earthquakes. You know what that means. Send the California astronauts up there. We're not worried about it. We'll take a moonquake. It's no big deal. Right. <laughs>
1: so you said it was how many, how many, you said feet?
0: 150 feet in circumference.
1: Now, is that like, is that real feet or is that internet feet?
0: Uh, It's real feet over the past few hundred million years.
1: Asking for a friend.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: Arizona State probably got involved because they've done a lot of studies with hot tubs, right? Oh, so they know why? About, They know about shrinkage. Uh, you know, you yeah. come out and it's cold, yes. you know. Um,
0: oh. Time to move on. The uh, groups used computer models to simulate the stability of the surface slopes here at the uh, moon at the, uh, the, one of the poles of the moon. And they found some areas in particular were more vulnerable to lunar landslides from seismic activity. The moon quakes, even shallow moon quakes, are capable of producing a strong ground shaking in the south polar region, possible from slip events on existing faults or formation of new thrust faults. So the moon is a changing. Sometimes they say, Shallow moonquakes occur about a hundred or so miles deep into the moon's crust. Um, they can cause damage and be strong enough to cause damage to human-made instruments. Whereas earthquakes tend to last for only a few seconds or minutes, shallow moonquakes can last for hours, even a whole afternoon.
1: Well, we don't want our moon turning into uh, into brie. No, you know we don't want a soft cheese up there. Um, next up, this is interesting. You were talking about private browsing before incognito Mm -hmm. well check this out for a browser arc search this company arc search combines browser search engine and ai into something new and different browse for me is the new search engine Hmm. at least if the browser company is right about the future of the internet um this uh the person writing this article said he opened up the new arc search app and typed what happened in the chiefs game that game the afc championship had just wrapped up normally i'd google it Click on a few links and read about the game that way. But in Arc Search, I type in the query, tap Browse for me button instead. This new iOS app from the browser company, which has been working on a browser called Arc for the last couple years, went to work. It scoured the web, reading six uh, pages. It told me from Twitter to The Guardian to USA Today and returned a bunch of information a few seconds later. I got the headline, Chiefs win. I got the final score, the key play, the notable event that had also just uh, said the Chiefs won. Mm -hmm. Um, a note about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, a bunch of related links and some more bullet points about the game. Basically, instead of returning a bunch of search queries about the Chiefs game, Arch Search built a web page about it. And somewhere in there is the browser company's big idea about the future of web browsers, that a browser, search engine, chatbot and a website aren't different things. They're just all parts of the Internet information finder and that they might as well exist within the same app. So this is part of a bigger shift for this uh, browsing company. The company's mobile app has until now been mostly a companion app to the desktop, a way to access your open tabs and not much else. But this rollout, um, the browser company is also getting ready to roll out its own cross-platform syncing uh, system to bring some of these AI-powered features to Arc on other platforms. So this Browse For Me feature isn't perfect, but it's pretty impressive, and it's coming to a browser near you.
0: Question. I know there's no questions on the after party, but... So, was what you're saying is it like a it, you type in a search and it creates a web page with your search results?
1: Yeah, so it's like combining everything. So it's like concierge. Mm. It's going out and pulling things from different sources and creating like a little Kim newscast. Oh, like I'm of that like, subject. I like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. There you I, you sold me on it. Very good. Yeah. Uh, new study out oh, by good. Pet Lab. Ooh. They went to 38 states and they said. Which is the most searched dog breed? And by that, they found the most popular dog breed in the United States. And it says that golden golden retrievers oh, no. <laughs> are the most searched dog breed. That's what we have. Somewhere Charlotte's oh. around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the study was assessed by keywords such as buy and adopt through Google's keyword planner to produce a ranking for each state's most searched for, uh, through the American Kennel Club recognized breeds over the last 12 months, golden retrievers are the most popular in highly populated States like California, Florida, Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania. Um, but here's the top five most searched dog breeds. Number one, of course, the golden retriever number two, the French bulldog. Number three, the Bernese Mountain Dog. Number four, the Newfoundland. And number five, the Dogo Argentino. Hmm. Yeah. French Bulldogs Sounds are the like most... A dance. Doesn't it? The Dogo Argentino. French Bulldogs are the most favored dog breed in Arkansas, Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. Uh, they, people love how funny they are and how affectionate they can be. They come with health problems though. So you, you really need to, um, do your research before you, you get one in Northern States, like Montana, Utah, and Wyoming, the big Bernese mountain dog is the most popular breed, hardworking and affectionate. Newfoundlands are the most searched for breed in Alaska and the second most popular in Montana, Oregon, and Vermont. They're known for being loyal and very calm and they like to swim it's the southern states that are fond of the Dogo Argentino dogs. Dogos are the third most favored breed in nine states, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. And they are known for their companionship and their lovingness. So there you have it. Now you know the most popular dog I've never even heard of that and
1: it's like the most popular.
0: I haven't either. We need a picture of a Dogo Argentino. Dogo... Argentino if I had what was that arc Accessing. I need to I need to Accessing. arc
1: it yeah coming but you keep talking and then I'll, I'll add it
0: oh you're gonna do it yeah. oh it looks kind of interesting it looks a little pit y to me I don't know
1: yeah we'll have it in a few seconds here and there we go
0: interesting Dogo Argentino I've never I don't think I've ever seen one of those in person
1: does it speak Spanish
0: <laughs> yeah, it comes. It comes with a, a switch on its back. Uh, yeah. English barks versus Spanish barks. Oh, okay, you know how it goes.
1: Interesting. Well,
0: it's really cool looking though. I mean, and they're supposed to be what loyal and calm. Apparently, if you go to the south, that's what that's what a lot of people have. Here's another picture of it from the front view. Oh, pretty dog. Speaking of animals, I have to tell you that. I was thinking of you the other night because I, uh, a friend posted something that she was going to buy this for her cat. And it's one of those like judge wigs, right? Oh, right. Yeah. 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 And I, And so I clicked on the link that she had sent with the cat wig and it put me down a Etsy cat hat rabbit hole. And I thought maybe we need to buy the Teddy bear hat for Archie.
1: Archie would rip this off within like five seconds.
0: Maybe he needs to be a frog.
1: He would rip that off.
0: No a frog. What about a Viking? No, Come no, on. No. There's no. You way know I mean it. To do that. I no? tried to
1: put like costumes on him for Halloween one year. Nope. Little bunny. He was doing like the. Uh, he was like the moon. He was doing the moonwalk, trying to like push it off his
0: head. <laughs> no, pretty funny. No, I, I thought these were pretty cute. The cats. I will say that cat does not look happy. He looks pissed. No. Look at him
1: it will kill you anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. on that note uh, let's take a break and we'll be right back on the after party let's do live. it yeah after party live is underwritten by our audience and without you this show wouldn't be possible for a dollar a day you could help feed a very moody three-year-old cat with a taste for turkey and chicken every day across this world cats go 30 minutes without food and don't know where to turn any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Thank you for your consideration. Are you hungry? You want food? A party where you don't even have to leave the house. You could be naked for all we care. The After Party, live.
0: Yeah, the after party. Thank I wasn't going to
1: play that promo, but we mentioned cats, so I had we to, have um, to. You have to, right? A lot of people saying don't dress up your cats. And yeah, I only did it for like five seconds. And yeah. Then, and then you learned a, that's not going to work a, out. It became a chew toy. Mm. Um, I just wanted a photo and it didn't really work out. Uh, thank but I have you. a really cool video of him doing the moonwalk. <laughs> 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 we want to thank our ongoing contributors uh, who make this show a reality. Mm. And we also want to thank Wes. our super stickers. Yeah. Wes... Who definitely makes this a reality and Jim who also makes this a reality thank you
0: guys so much thank you guys without really you cool.
1: uh this would not happen uh without the sponsors it just wouldn't happen that yeah you know, the the YouTube ads bring in like 50 bucks a month so you can do the math It's not a lot of money um so we thank you without you the show wouldn't exist yeah. that's the, the the truth um and we wouldn't be able to bring you stories like this one which <laughs> i've been holding on to uh for a day or two oh. but i thought was Oh, Archie again. Thank you, Karen. Thank
0: you. Um,
1: Are you ready for a weird story? Bring it. Okay. This story is about a a Missouri home, but it's not your usual home. Okay. doesn't look like much right there. It kind of looks like a a public bathroom next to a shipping container.
0: Like a very square, small square little hut.
1: Yeah, but this Missouri shack has a subterranean surprise. What do you think the asking price of this property is. It's in a 10 Missouri? acre plot of land.
0: Oh, 10 acres? Yep. Um, do, 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 in Missouri, do, 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 do. I'm going to say maybe half a mil. Oh, no, $2 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you and ready
1: this, to see why?
0: And this is the only house on the property? Well, yeah, technically,
1: there's just one house, but the multi million mm-hmm. dollar price tag on this windowless shack outside Kansas City is inexplicable until you see what lies underneath. Oh, yeah. What? It is a bunker. Check this out. So they've kind of turned it into a house bunker. This 500-person town of Polo, a particular, uh, I'm sorry, a peculiar property has grabbed the Internet's attention with its unassuming above-ground uh, appearance, an extensive doomsday shelter below. This is the most unique property in Missouri, says uh, Colleen Roberts. Uh, a real, uh, real estate uh, agent which is they're currently seeking $2 million more unusual than the listing itself is the fact that it's even up for grabs on eBay for the same sum no one would ever mm. suspect 10,000 square feet of underground space now if i spent that much money building this i think i would have made the bathroom a little nicer a mm, um, black the,
0: toilet might not have been your first choice the property robert adds <laughs> has so many
1: different opportunities for both commercial and residential units Inside the shack, which uh, sits ominously alone in a field next to a yellow shipping container, is an industrial appearing lobby with a set of stairs leading to multiple flights down into the earth. Um, that's right. Check out this. It's got a soundproof, uh, soundproof recording studio here. Hmm. You don't sound uh, interested.
0: No. Although, no. you know, when the when the what Armageddon hits, right. they'll probably be the ones that survive, right?
1: There are two bathrooms, kitchen, soundproof music studio with the recording facilities. Uh, usually, a music studio has recording facilities, a p- pool room, a glass blowing studio. You know, you need that. Oh. A recreation area with 16 foot high ceilings, a gym, and a room for multiple and room for multiple bedrooms. And if the end of days comes, the owner will certainly have plenty to keep busy. That room is uh, appointed in a very creepy way.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, here's your very bizarre looking kitchen. It's There's big. Kind of there must industrial. be planning
0: for a lot of people to be down there at the end. There's
1: some kind of industrial engine or something on the left there. I don't Can know, you imagine
0: of... living in this place, though? Like, if this you bought like an that amazon you, you live there, else. Yeah, it's weird. And you have no windows. It... No thanks.
1: The space was constructed for an exorbitant cost in the 1960s. The listing estimates the amount would equate to more than $34 million today. It also boasts a variety of safety features, including a two and a half foot thick concrete wall, electromagnetic pulse-resistant co- copper shielding, two 3,000-pound blast doors, an emergency escape hatch, and a 177-foot communications tower. Because everyone needs that, right? Mm -hmm. In the era where even technology titans are grabbing headlines for investments uh, in personal safety, such as his end-of-the-world bunker, this property emerges as a true statement to visionary planning, according to the listing. This uh, for-sale offering was also featured on the Instagram account Mm -hmm. Zillow Gone Wild. Wow. Yeah. Well, and
0: so you have all the do you see all the pipes pushing water in and everything But the water was going to if I mean, if it were end of days, and it was like some nuclear blast, then aren't the air and the water still all tainted that they're piping into this place?
1: Yeah, unless you have like you would have to have backup facilities and you'd have to have venting and whatnot. And if it's that old, I I imagine it needs to be retrofitted.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: if you had two million dollars, you'd probably spend it elsewhere.
0: I probably would
1: maybe on a statue
0: (laughs) i'm never gonna have two million dollars so i really don't need to worry about it but yes perhaps on this statue but i don't know maybe not uh there's a jackie robinson statue that got ripped off look at that you see on the left there they cut it off right at the feet right at the ankles just chopped him off and hauled him away there's now and it doesn't seem like enough a $2,500 reward for tips leading to the stolen statue of Jackie Robinson, and a $5,000 reward for the person who brings it back. Investigators have spent hours following up on this investigation. This has happened in Wichita, Kansas. Um, they're trying to get the statue back. They want it back. They say um, anybody with info information on donating to the fun to get the statue back, um, c- should come forward. The leaders at the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City, Missouri, say getting that statue back is a, mut- is a-, a must. Um, they're hoping that it's just a case of thieves looking to make money on scrap metal and not some type of racist incident. Um, but they're really bummed out that they don't have this statue anymore. And it was a you know a big deal standing right yeah. out in front there. And it's a got cool of the statue shoes. too. All they got are the shoes left. Can you believe that someone would do that? Come on. Uh, can
1: I believe it? Unfortunately, yes.
0: Yeah. The uh League 42 in Wichita is a league name for number 42 jersey worn by Jackie Robinson. What they say is I'm hoping for those of us that believe light does indeed come from darkness. Uh, we caught wind of took, what took place here in Wichita. We see it as a, one of those dark days for the fine folks of Wichita who they provided the resources to help build this monument to Jackie and to see it destroyed the way it has been. Uh, they say we know it's been extremely difficult for all of those folks and um, they're really hoping to get it back. So I hope they do, too.
1: Yeah, that's kind of that's sad. Yeah. Um. Let's see. On the last story on the uh, bunker, Heather. <laughs> it's coming. Heather's oh, funny. Finally, Finally. Free
0: from Stompy upstairs. Stompy neighbors. upstairs neighbors. <laughs> yeah,
1: I could relate to that. Oh, uh, that's funny. Wes says my parents' house was built in the early '80s. They have black toilets. Oh, interesting.
0: Time to upgrade.
1: My parents had white toilets, like like normal color with like blue. I like seats, I think, or pink. When I move,
0: when I moved into the house where I currently live, they had uh, upgraded the toilets. Were like a mint green.
1: Oh, upgraded.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> no mint green toilets. No. Well,
1: um, since time is an issue and uh, we keep an eye on the clock here, mm-hmm. uh, let's go to Travel Tuesday.
0: Travel Tuesday. We don't want to run out of time, Kim. Uh oh. Should we get it started? Bird. Mm, are we we, going to the bahamas yeah Yeah, that's that's right. right
1: the u.s issues a travel alert for the bahamas oh no yeah due to violent crime
0: yeah people are getting people are getting killed there right and left
1: yeah the advisory issued on january 26 urged travelers to exercise increased caution should they decide to visit the caribbean country What to know about U.S. travel advisory for the Bahamas. According to the State Department, the majority of crime, which includes burglaries, armed robberies, and sexual assaults, has occurred on the island of New Providence, home uh, to the Bahamian capital of Nassau. Nassau? Nassau. Nassau. Almost like Nassau, but Nassau. Nassau. And on the island of Grand Bahama. In Nassau, Mm -hmm. uh, practice increased vigilance in the Over the Hill area, south of Shirley Street. You know where that is where gang-on-gang violence has resulted in a high homicide rate, primarily affecting the local population. Violent crime has also been happening in both tourists and non-tourist areas, according to Alert. So the State Department is mm-hmm. urging travelers to be vigilant when staying at short-term vacation rental properties where private security companies do not have a presence. Uh, the State Department also suggested that U.S. travelers steer clear of activities like boat tours with commercial recreational watercraft because they are not consistently regulated. So,
0: Oh, yeah, they wanted- they're, they're not certified often. And I guess they don't really maintain their boats out there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: don't know about that.
0: Next up, TSA, TSA news. yeah, um, yeah. TSA is using a minimum data to fine tune their facial recognition system. But some people are still worried about what's going on here with this. Hold on. Um, TSA doesn't
1: want you to ask questions.
0: No, they don't. They're moving forward though with plans to implement facial recognition technology at all US airports. And they're working with the Department of Homeland Security's research and development component to analyze the data to make sure the new units are working correctly. Um, A TSA official says the agency is in the beginning stages of integrating automated facial recognition capability as an enhancement to the credential authentication technology devices that were deployed years ago. The latest um, CAT scanners, they're known as CAT2s, incorporate facial recognition technology by taking real-time pictures of travelers and comparing those images against their photo IDs. Oh, i thought you were going to say
1: comparing them to cats
0: no, cats no on the that would be good but no that's not what they're doing hmm. uh the cat 2 units are deployed at 30 airports around the country they'll expand to more than 400 federally recognized airports in the coming years uh it's currently optional for travelers to participate in the facial recognition screenings those that decline uh, to do so can notify a TSA agent and go through the standard ID verification process instead. Hmm.
1: They have processes.
0: Um, yeah. they The critics of this say the TSA is expanding invasive facial recognition programs in the face of congressional concern, that this is a privacy violation. And, you know, it's one of these things where you have to balance security with privacy. The folks that run it say the CAT systems don't record any information, that they have the ability in the field to change the system. So it can actually log data is what critics say, when they want to conduct a limited evaluation of the technology's effectiveness. Uh, So I don't know, is it an invasion of your privacy to have your face scanned at the airport? Yes. Or do you just kind of, you know, think that you assume that it's going to be if you're in a public place like this
1: i'm sure so, they're already scanning faces with i think you know, they were general too. cameras mm-hmm. but if you want to evade the cat scanner all you have to do is throw it a couple of treats
0: That's it. Yeah, it'll go away. Uh, The continued expansion of facial recognition, either proposing the implementation of new standards and requiring uh, requirements for the technology's use or calling for a complete halt to the government's rollout of this tech for security and law enforcement purposes is what some lawmakers are already doing. They are not liking it. They say that um, it is uniting some Democrats and Republicans. So it's bipartisan support uh, in opposition, I should say, bipartisan opposition to the expansion of this technology.
1: Uh, meanwhile, Aero Mexico, man opens emergency exit door on the plane, walks out onto the wing before takeoff man was taken into custody by police after airport officials say he opened an Aeromexico plane's emergency door, walked out onto the wing on a Central America-bound flight Uh-oh. late last week. Passengers claim it was because they were delayed for hours and needed help. The mexico so they, they
0: were on the tarmac, right? He wasn't in the yeah. sky doing the wing walk? Well, I would hope not. Okay. He would be gone.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Mexico City International Airport acknowledged in a statement that the wild display took place Thursday morning while the plane was on the ground uh, awaiting takeoff to Guatemala. According to the airport statement posted on social media, the man posed on a wing and re-entered the cabin without any harm to anyone or to the aircraft. Due to international security mm-hmm. regulations, the airport warned that the man was put at the disposal of the authorities. USA Today reached out to Aero Mexico, um, and uh, there was no response. And uh, so, yeah, don't do that, please. Don't do that. Wait until yeah. the window falls out and you get sucked out
0: it's kind of scary something else that's kind of scary this incident at the atlantis speaking of the caribbean uh this pretty freaky this happened uh at the atlantis i guess you can go there and swim with sharks they have this whole excursion thing no thank you where they have they have one pool with dolphins you can swim with dolphins and then they have another with sharks well dolphins
1: sounds like the better choice
0: yeah doesn't it yeah. I bet like they, if this was the they... amazing
1: race. It was the amazing race. And they had like two yeah. options. They're like dolphins, dolphins or sharks. I would go with the dolphins.
0: Dolphins. Yeah. Well, this 10 year old boy went down with the whole shark excursion people. And he was not alone. They have staff members standing right next to you the whole time while you dive down into this tank. But there's a lot of sharks down there. And apparently a, a shark tank, man? a couple of them were really aggressive. So he climbs down into the tank with a chaperone as part of the shark experience at the Atlantis Bahamas Resort. And he's got this white helmet and this heavy oxygen tank. And he's standing with a chaperone on the floor of the tank as the sharks swim past. But two of these reef sharks were really aggressive swimming around the boy. One of them swam through his legs. It caused the boy to lose his footing and he ended up straddling the shark. And the shark didn't like that and whipped around and sank his teeth into the boy's legs right near the ca- his calf. So the boy starts bleeding. The boy's mom on the outside of the tank is freaking out. Did that just bite him? Oh, that's my son. And she's freaking out. And the dad springs into action. Uh, and they get up to the top of the tank and they manage to help pull him out. He's in stable condition, he's okay, but the Atlantis has had to shut down their tanks immediately. I don't know, there's footage of this whole dramatic incident. I just don't think, first of all, you don't have sharks like this in a tank. These are creatures mm-hmm. that need to be in the, in the open sea. So to have them in a tank for our enjoyment and pleasure to no. go have a, ooh, swim with a shark, no
1: watch it on tv
0: it needs to be in the ocean and if you want to get in a metal cage and put your life at risk in the ocean go ahead otherwise leave the sharks alone and get them out of the tanks and don't put yourself or your kid in a shark tank and expect nothing bad is going to happen
1: yeah and wouldn't you rather watch a like a bbc show and have like was it david attenborough like narrate
0: explain uh, explain
1: everything that would be better situation.
0: Well, the Atlantis has closed down the attraction. They're reevaluating their procedures for their guests moving forward. Processes,
1: protocols, and standards should not include yeah. um losing children. <laughs> exactly. Um, how much does shoulder season travel really save? Uh CNBC crunched the numbers in t- five top spots. Nearly one in five Americans said they plan to travel less in twenty twenty four with most most citing costs as the reason according mm. to Intrepid Travels twenty twenty four outlook survey, but many travelers are pressing forward seeking ways to save without compromising the trips and for some 70 percent of respondents of the survey that means avoiding peak season trips. Enter the era of shoulder season travel or vacations booked between high and low seasons which allow for cheaper trips, thinner crowds, and better weather. What was once one of travel's best-kept secrets is now our busiest time of the year according to the CEO of Intrepid Travel. Travelers are typically adults without school-aged children However, parents are increasingly willing to take kids out of school for travel. In some locations, the shift is so prominent that it's changing long-established seasonal travel patterns. Uh, The survey of some 200 travel specialists found that 41% said high seasons are lasting longer, with more travel during what used to be considered shoulder season. 43% said more places are moving into year-round destinations with no distinct low season. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, In Thailand, they said, we we have no uh, more low season according to the Governor of Tourism Authority of Thailand. Um, similar patterns of year-round travel are happening in parts of the Caribbean and Mexico as well. As the boundary between high and shoulder season disappear, the savings are vanishing too. Oh no.
0: Yeah, because usually you get a discount if you go on low season, right? Yeah.
1: All yeah. Um, oh, you people with kids are ruining it. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> to find out where the deals exist, CNBC travel analyzed hotel rates in five popular destinations um, Kyoto, Japan, is one of them peak seasons largely follow the weather, but festivities and natural phenomenon such as northern lights and Africa's great migration drive high seasons as well. Kyoto's sakura season is all three, resulting in hordes of travelers descending on the city to see the blooming of the cherry blossom trees Ooh, in late beautiful. March to yeah. early April. So shoulder season is early March, and um, one of these hotels was uh, $3,185 at the peak. Wow and the end of march it goes up to $5700. Um another hotel that's normally $1000, uh this is three minimum three night stay. Um during the shoulder season is $1000, during the peak it's nearly $2000. Hmm. And uh, another hotel in Kyoto, um much a better bargain. <laughs> $52 uh in early march uh, at that during the peak season is 268 so you can see it really goes up. Yeah. High. But the price hikes aren't only in hotels. Um Everything from guides to trains to museum tickets go up. Of course, air flights, uh, airplanes too. Restaurant prices may re- remain stable, though um, reservations at high-end establishments are very difficult to get. The Maldives, with warmer weather year-round, the Maldives has seasons that are based on rainfall rather than temperatures. Um, yeah, so their prices it, it goes up shoulder season. Um, I'm just going to give you one here: uh, two thousand dollars about for this three-night stay. It goes up to thirty-six hundred in the peak in mid-February. Um,
0: wow, February
1: Rome uh italian summers are so popular it's so hot though i was there in july because i was doing a loop of europe and it just happened to be in in italy in Mm -hmm. july don't go during july it's too hot Mm. um italian summers are so popular with tourists that the country's peak season has ballooned into may and september isn't that crazy um again the prices go up you know uh the state that would normally be 1300 is now 1600 um dubai the scorching temperatures Dubai's international arrivals are at their lowest from June to August. Yet, yeah, don't go in August. I was there in August. If you like to be in a rotisserie, you know, under the red heat lamp at KFC, mm. that's the time to go August. It was uh, oppressively hot. That doesn't sound fun. Um, and then New York, of course, you can imagine. Um, this is the last one here. The Plaza, New York, if you go in mid-July, it's $1,100 for three nights. If you go September, $1,500. If you go mid-December, which is their second peak, it's twenty two hundred dollars. Oh. Wow, wow, that's interesting.
0: Julia's going to New York.
1: Wow, your of... your daughter is having a better childhood than I did.
0: My daughter is. I'm having a better childhood than I did, and better adulthood than I am. She's going as part of the band. The band takes a trip every year. Last oh, okay. year they went to Disneyland. This year the band is going to New York. They've been fundraising for this trip. And so they're they're going. She's going to go to New York. So I'm excited for her. Yeah, and those December
1: it. rates, they're attributing to um, the uh, ice skating, travelers descending to New York for ice skating at Rockefeller Center oh, and fun. shopping on Fifth Avenue.
0: Well, yeah. have you seen this massive cruise ship?
1: I have. I mean, it's a big boy. How could you boy. miss it?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of hard it's to a, miss this one.
1: It's a big one. This
0: is, the they call it the biggest, baddest ship on the planet. It's the world's largest cruise ship There's some environmental concerns about this one. It's a Royal Caribbean uh, Icon of the Seas. That's the name, Icon of the Seas from the Royal Caribbean line. Mm. It left the Port of Miami. It's a $2 billion ship. That's how much it costs to build this thing. It's about 1,200 feet from the bow to the stern, and it weighs 250,800 metric tons imagine the water that displaces the launch of the ship sparking though concerns about environmental impact of cruise tourism you see a ship like this you know they just dump all the all the refuse and the waste at sea right Mm. you're pooping right into the ocean basically uh it left over the weekend dolphins are like hey hey we don't want that in here they left on a seven-day island-hopping trip through the tropics for their maiden commercial voyage. Icon of the seas, yeah. It, on one hand, great fanfare for this; a lot of people really excited about it. On the other hand, uh, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of garbage being dumped into the ocean from this well, one it's ship. it's not just
1: the garbage; like it runs on uh, liquid uh, nitrogen gas, right?
0: I don't know what it runs on.
1: Yeah, so they're trying yeah. to they're trying to say you know oh this is good for the environment mm-hmm. um, because uh, it's uh, LNG. But the problem is when you have that kind of system, you're putting out a lot of methane. So, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you you know it, the environmentalists are saying this is going in the wrong direction because methane is about eighty times more potent than carbon dioxide when yeah. it comes to warming the atmosphere. And scientists have warned that methane emissions must be dramatically reduced. So they're trying to make a big deal out of the fact that it's LNG, liquid and uh, nitrogen gas fuel yeah. ship, right? And that it's uh, more efficient. But at the same time, now you're spewing out methane.
0: They say LNG as a marine fuel emits more than 120% more life cycle greenhouse gas emissions than marine gas oil.
1: Yeah. So it burns yeah. cleanly, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's no free lunch. Yeah. Want, want, want.
0: So, I take it you're not getting on the Icon of the Seas?
1: No, I don't. I'm still not convinced that I should go on any cruise, except maybe Alaska, because my mom wants to go to Alaska, and it would be the easiest way um, Mm. to do that. But other than that, it just does not appeal to me at all. No. Like, Mm -hmm. I can go. Anything you can do on the ship, I could go do something somewhere with my feet. (laughs) And see like an old country, right? Well,
0: that ship is is pretty big. I mean, you're not going to get tired of being aboard.
1: they are walking around a ship, though. Like, for me, that's yeah. not interesting.
0: Well, you I, go I to a casino. Old... You go see a show. I don't like casinos. One of the 50,000 buffets.
1: I don't want to see any shows. <laughs> go work uh, out. On, go to I'm the on pool. on diet.
0: Go to the party.
1: My gym is a lot cheaper than You're that. You're like uh, a neg-
0: negative Nelly naysayer over there. No.
1: We have a preference, right? <laughs> I have a preference for going to uh, Montenegro and, like, looking yeah. at the, uh, the the castle up on the hill. Like, yeah. I, I'll hike. I'll get my exercise in that way. I don't want to. I don't want any encouragement to be lethargic.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of a, a big cruise ship fan either. But I did go on that one cruise to the Caribbean, and it was fun. I will Caribbean, say that
1: Caribbean, Caribbean cruise.
0: Um, did you know? I did not know this. Something is going viral around the social media sites that Trader Joe's will give you free flowers on your birthday. What? I never heard this before. Neither had another lady. So it's her birthday. She walks into Trader Joe's. She goes up to a staffer and the manager and says, I'd like my bouquet of uh, complimentary flowers. And the guy looks at her like, what? (laughs) Apparently, he handed over the flowers. He said, we don't usually do this. Don't believe everything you see online. Oh, It is a myth that Trader Joe's is giving away free flowers on birthdays that has spread via social media in recent months. But Here's the secret, according to managers at a couple of Bay Area Trader Joe's stores, as told to SFGate, employees are permitted to give away free flowers and other items at their own discretion, but it's not guaranteed. If the freebie happens, it's because the customer's birthday came up naturally in conversation, not Mm because you walked in and said, it's my birthday, gimme, 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 gimme.
1: Or you wore like a birthday tiara
0: yeah exactly the employees say if they feel like making someone's day a bit brighter then they can give some things away it's not because a customer marches in and demands it so that's the situation there
1: that's the situation we have another situation i want to mention um we're closing in slowly on two thousand um, subscribers yesterday we had 1774 1774 right? today we have
0: 1812. <gasps> well, look at yeah. that, yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: 1812. I love so there it.
0: Go. I'll take 1812. So, bring me-
1: so yeah, thank you for liking the show, sharing yeah. the show. I get a little report that tells me that people are sharing the show, so we appreciate it to help grow it. Um, share it on Facebook, that's the best way to get Growing the show there out there.
0: Um, yeah, We have you. people to thank. We have Wes to thank. Wes, you are awesome. Jim, you are awesome. Thank you for that. Karen rocking in with the $2 for Archie. And now BW Rock popping in with five bucks. Thanks for the show and have a great afternoon. You guys have a great afternoon too. Enjoy it uh, because we're going to get rain in the Bay Area tomorrow. So get out there and take a walk and enjoy this last day before we get more showers in the Bay Area. Have a great afternoon. Bye, John Daly. Have a great
1: afternoon. Out of time.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.